Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. We have an exciting program today, Uh, and I'm going to start off first with Carl Pearl. He's vice president at at Aventus Systems, and he's responsible for providing leadership and coordination to all its business units. And he's going to tell us some, some really interesting things today. So, Carl, welcome to the program. Don, thank you for having me uh, today. Um, I've well, been with uh, Aventus now, as you said, for six years, so glad to be here. Okay. Exactly what – well, what did you do before that? So before I, I uh, came to Aventus Systems, I was uh, – I worked with MSC. I've worked with Media One cable company here in Atlanta. I've worked for Newark in one. I worked for Cisco Systems uh, before coming, and I was primarily responsible for 14 countries with them, uh, 440 employees, and roughly $750 million in revenue. Prior to my, my business career, I was served in the Navy for seven and a half years. I was a member of the Presidential Honor Guard, where I was head of security for Casper Weinberger's uh, office for six months. And my educational ah. background is with uh, Southern Poly State University. Ah, well, really interesting. Okay, now, what does Aventus do, and what do you have to say f- uh, for our audience? So today I'm going to talk about um, formulating sales and business strategies. And first let me, as you just mentioned, just speak a little bit about Aventus Systems and what we do. We offer custom IT solutions uh, to build and operate complete physical and virtual infrastructures. So our solutions, they include um, high-tech or high-quality refurbished and new hardware, your systems applications and software, in-depth managed services such as infrastructure consultation, virtualization deployment, and equipment buyback. We're located here in Atlanta, Georgia, and our owner-founder, Hassan LeMay, he was the one who really had the, the brainchild to bring this all together. You know, we launched in 2008, right in the, the beginning of uh, one of our country's deepest recessions. And since 2008 through today, we've done roughly $100 million in revenue. If you look, we've added uh, roughly 42,000 customers to our database. Um, and, you know, the story really started with Assam. You know, he was selling... Uh, memory for laptops and desktops just to make and earn some extra cash. And then we, in 2008, we moved on to selling refurbished servers and storage. And it was perfect for small businesses. 
and medium-sized businesses who look to maximize their IT budgets during the recession. Um, we were able to upgrade their systems versus buying new. We were able to allow them to, again, expand their budget and really move forward with their infrastructure plans. Um, careful expansion okay. of our products and services were really pushed and developed from our customers. So, Okay. So uh, what do you have to say to, to today's small business? Um, not so much, but uh, in general first before we go into more specifics. I, I think, again, when you look at most small businesses, the real challenge when you look at their go-to-market strategy is understanding where does their product fit within the marketplace, and then, most importantly, how do I get my, my product to market quickly, and how do I develop and cultivate my sales staff such that they can grow my customer base, protect my brand, and, and move forward in a way that really represents your organization. So, so how does one do that? So great. So for us, with Aventus Systems, when I came on board, we were, you know, we were really in a, in, a, in, a, in a growth pattern. So you have to start with setting your team up for success, and that is looking at, you know, how many customers do you have today, and then what is your talent pool for your existing staff? So with us, we really wanted to have that hunter mentality from our sales staff, and so we put together our go-to-market strategy centered around that and to support that. And everything started with our strategy, which centered, again, on eBay on our, on our channels. It was eBay, direct sales, e-commerce, and our federal government evolution. Those four channels had to be supported by our sales team. And so we really defined the type of individual we were looking for when we first started out, which was, again, that hunter mentality. And I went after the skill set that is centered around that, but was also a customer-centric individual. Okay. Excuse me. Now, you're, I'm a small business. Um, what, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you talk about customer-centered. Um, a lot of businesses are product-centered, but you're customer-centered and a small business um, has to be. Uh, can you kind of define that uh, more uh, uh, better and, and give customers examples? Certainly. So, and, and you're right. A lot of small businesses begin with, can we get our product to market? And they focus a lot on their product versus what are the challenges that my customers have or my potential clients might have. And if you spend time in that vein first, you know, what issues are we looking to address with this product? So seek to understand the customer, not my product as much. It's like I need to spend time in my customer's situation so that I fully understand how our businesses align. And through that alignment, we will have, we will have an easier opportunity to bring the product to market versus I have a product that I'm just bringing to market without, again, fully understanding the overall impact. So you move from there? a... Yes, I am. So you move from a situation of my product is what drives where we're going to what do, what's going to interest my customer and be in my customer's 
best interest for their long-term success and align our strategy to deploy against their success strategy. And in doing that, you move from what we call account-based management, which is what most businesses leverage. They take and go from, hey, let's manage a group of accounts and we'll sell to them. We'll push our products in front of them versus now that I understand your business, I have a deep, rich understanding of where you're going and how you plan to, in our case, leverage technology to get there. And we're able then to align our technology solutions to better fit where you're going and help you expand your budget and deliver on time with your products. Okay. I've decided I'm going to be customer-focused. I've decided all of that. How do I do it? Okay, so great. So we've determined that we're going to be customer-centric, we're going to be customer-focused. Then I have to move from having that hunter, right, sales rep, which you need in the beginning. You have to have that. But you move from having a hunter to now having more of a farmer. So I've got to grow and expand my existing customer base with the hunters, and then I move to having farmers now develop and cultivate those relationships. So let's hire the right talent for the role. And let's focus on going after the right customer that fits inside of what we're looking to attempt to sell. It, it, it really was for us a magic moment when the owner and I sat down and we defined what skills and attributes we were looking for for both roles. That's where you have to start. What are the skills and attributes? And you have to come up with questionnaires that align to the skills that you want and those attributes that you're seeking. And you hire that talent, you onboard that talent. And this was the critical part for us. After we determined what we wanted, the type of talent we wanted, we put together a training curriculum that would allow that rep to onboard, learn our products, learn our process, learn our systems, and most importantly, learn us. Learn about Aventus systems to the point where if you're talking to a sales rep here, we make sure that they go through a, a full onboarding cycle. And, and again, when they come out of that cycle, the expectation is that they've retained 80% of the information that we've put in front of them. 90 days later, we'll put them back through the same regimented process of training, and we'll come out actually closer to 95 to 99% retention of information. At that point, that person can now articulate our value to our customers. They can listen to their customers and understand their customers better and provide alignment. And that alignment can be at the executive level, at mid-management level, or at the desk level in a more tactical role. So it's, it's arming them so that they understand how to think like a business owner and have us execute as a arm of their business. Well, um, you, you teach them a lot, but how do you get them to do it? You know, uh, I had someone uh, a couple of days ago write me an email. I can uh, I can train my people, but uh, but I can't get them to do it. How do you get them to do it? So doing is the, is the, is really the fun of of everything. I think this is for every sales leader. I think they run into that challenge where you know it's like. We believe in we will tell you how to do it, we will show you how to do it, and then we will allow you to do it. So we tell you, show you, allow you. 
In doing so, what happens is I'm now sitting with those sales reps or my team leads are sitting with those sales reps as they're going through their evolution. And they're not just left there alone. So we coach them through it. And we spend, and, and that's where the real investment and in time needs to be for any small business owner, is in coaching, not in just telling and showing and then saying, go do, because you miss where the errors are happening. You have to have real-time you know, coaching sessions with your reps to say, hey, here's, here's one thing that I want you to tweak. I don't want you to change your entire message. I want to change this one thing today, and this is all we're going to focus on all day. And that's what you focus on. In many cases where I've been in my career, I've seen people sitting with reps saying, here's 15 items for you to focus on, and it doesn't allow the rep to have a clear focus. And I think when you get down to here's one or two items for you to focus on in this coaching session, you come out of the coaching session with that employee feeling empowered and better able and capable of doing their role. It's not fair to the employee to say, I'm going to show you how to do it, I'll tell you how to do it, and not sit there with them and go through the process with them. So well, we've, what, been, we've what brought you, that into our, our business practice. How, how do you uh, – um, what happens if you've got someone who simply won't learn? Um, I don't think – I think that then goes to what was your hiring criteria. What were the things that you addressed in the hiring practice that you now need to readdress? Because there was a skill set that was missed. And one of the things that we look for in our business, we seek out individuals who are and have demonstrated the ability to have continuous learning throughout their career. So we try to make sure we hire the talent that's, that is actually, you know, in my career I've done the following. Here are the books and the tapes that I've been listening to. Here's the learning that I've had when I was onboarded at my previous job. Here's examples, and I, and I seek those examples in the hiring process. So to your point, we've had to learn not to hire people who, who can't demonstrate that talent or attribute or work ethic. Uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to go a step further with you and just ask them, mm -hmm. Um, one, one more question. Um, uh, here I got, we got someone and no matter what I do, they, um, um, they simply will not learn. What, what happens then? So for us, we've got a, a process with my HR business partners. And what we will do is to your, it, it's unfortunate if a person is not adapting and learning and being able to execute our sales strategy. At that point, we will begin a process through HR where we will provide them with a verbal warning, a written warning if we don't see progress, and then a final warning. And in some cases, we've had to terminate employees for performance. But in those cases, again, we go back and we want to evaluate where was the breakdown in our process. What were the things that we missed or that this employee gave us that we thought would work and that did not work out? So at times you're going to have to make that decision, and we believe that you should make it sooner rather than six months, nine months, ten months down the road. We think you should, within the first 120 to 260 days, make a determination with an employee, this person is absolutely the right hire or this person is missing so many skills, and to your point, is not learning and adapting 
and, and growing within the process that we needed to make a different decision in their employment. Hmm. Um, you've been around, you've done a lot of things. What are the three things you tell small business uh, owners or uh, leaders when they come, come across? When, when I talk to small business people and, and, and to business owners, and they, they've asked me, they've said, Carl, you know, what are those things that I need to have within my sales environment that will lead to success? And I think it starts with great company with great benefits. Have those things for your employee. You have to be able to retain your talent. Have those things in place. Next, have an atmosphere for success and a, an environment where People celebrate success, and they celebrate learnings, and they celebrate winning. So for me, it is all about great company and benefits, fun atmosphere, celebrate your victories. The other thing that we, we really talk about here is ensuring that we set the right goals. When you're working with your sales staff and your sales leadership, make sure that they've got goals that are attainable, but yet hit your revenue requirements. Ensure that people are delivering on those revenue goals, but everyone need, we need to communicate effectively when laying those goals out. And follow up with your reps. We meet every week. I have a sales, sales forecast meeting every week with my sales staff. We go through their numbers. We sit and everyone knows where they are. There's nothing hidden. There's no hidden agendas. And we make sure we're focused on winning. And that's, that's our primary goal in the sales organization is execution, winning. And that means Retaining customers, bringing on boarding new customers, and continuing to perform above the standard that our customers set for us. I love our, our owner came to us and he really laid out some aggressive goals for us years ago. And he and I sat down and I said, I can deliver on those. And he says, Carl, I want every customer to have a great experience from beginning to end as they go through the process. As an owner, you have to have a vision. So ensure you have a vision that inspires your people and puts them in a position where they feel like they're emboldened to make decisions. We don't think that our people should be bound to us making every decision for them. We empower them, and we want them to grow. We want them to be effective with our customers. You know, you're giving me so, so much. I love this program because I oftentimes don't have to talk. Um, but let me let's go. Let's go a step further. I'm I'm okay. a business. I'm sitting here. I want to um, figure out a way to um, expand my business. I've called you. I've done all. Um, what are the th three questions I should be asking you or anybody that helps to help grow the business? So if, if I understand your question correct, I've been, I'm, you're a new business owner, and you're now coming to me saying, Carl, I've, I've done the following, and I'm ready to expand. Then right. my three critical questions are going to be, who, who are your customers today, and how are you getting to market today? So my next question behind that is, what, are the, what types of new customers are you seeking to now bring on board? 
are those customers going to be same or similar to your existing customers, or are we going to drive that, that growth through a new product set that now would either be able to, we would able, be able to deploy within existing customers and new customers, or would it, so we have to determine what are we doing or providing to the market where we can grow. If it is, Carl, I'm going to grow with my existing product, and I want to ensure that we add 10% annually then I'd say, okay, how are we getting to the market? What are our channels today? Do we have an e-commerce site? Do we, if, you, if you're a small business today and you don't have an e-commerce site, you're, you're doing a disservice. The next thing is, how, what's our, our marketing strategy to go to market? So are we addressing all of the potential pie that's available in a way that we want where we can reach customers? Next, where are our customers and how do we get there? So when I say where are our customers, where, where, where do customers look today for our product set? Is it, is it through um, a blog? Is it through podcasts? Is it through um, a, a, a web chat? Where are our customers today? Because if you look, social media today is expanding. The people within that market space today are not um, being reached through traditional marketing um, patterns. So we have to make sure that we get there the same way. We have to get to where they are and communicate with them in a fashion that they're most comfortable with. And then I think the final piece would be, what does the existing staff today have within their toolbox to help us grow? Do they have the skills to nurture growth through the existing customer base? Are they able to go out and help us with acquisition? Because sometimes at the end of the day, cold calling is some of the best opportunity can be found there. Um, I, I just still believe in it. I, I still believe that today you can cold call a customer and you will find customers that your product set will resonate with. So do we have those individuals on our staff? And, and for us, a subset of that question is because we're, in, we're primarily an inside sales team. I've got nine salespeople here, primarily inside sales, managing 46,000 customers. And you have to say, if I'm going to grow, again, where, what, what is the skill and talent, and do I need to onboard additional talent to do that? So you have to be smart about how you go to market. I think you need to be evaluating what you're doing today and what you need to be doing tomorrow, and do I need to make any changes within my processes for going to market? Well, uh, I'm going to ask you another question because you, you just said something that uh, I've had many people on this program say cold calling is dead, yet you say it's not. Mm -hmm. You want to talk to to me about that because uh, I, I really would. <laughs> I, I, I think I think there are there are a lot of uh, junior people in the world. Then let's let's understand what what is the biggest challenge with cold calling? It isn't the customer. It's our account rep's fear of talking to the customer. And so what I think you have to do and we have to be smart about is, again, tell me, show me, let me. I'll tell you how to do it. I'll demonstrate it for you. And then I'll sit with you as you go through the process. So you have to make sure, hey, have I given them the right tools, them being our sales reps, the right tools so that they can be on a call and be effective and, and have them to understand, hey, what are the – talking points that resonate with leadership or re would resonate with my customer. Um, as an example, 
there's many times when we sit and we say, well, I'm cold calling, but how do I know my message will resonate? Well, here's five things that every business owner is concerned about. Every business owner wants to improve their revenue stream, reduce operating costs, increase productivity, and enhance their service levels internally and externally with their customers. That's four. That's four things that every business owner is concerned about. If you have a product that can address two of those, I guarantee you that that owner will give you time and a dialogue. So it's not about (laughs) cold calling being dead. It's about having the right tools and resources and understanding the people that we're calling. That's that's very good. You you contributed to our new book. Um, (laughs) um, Well, thank you very much. (laughs) um, Want to tell us a little bit of what you said in that book? Yeah, yeah. Could you share a little bit, a little bit with me about your book? That that would be very interesting. Oh well, it's it's true. Um, Aventus Group, uh, uh, I think your president, shared with us um, how to um, uh, uh, all about. Uh, I'm I'm looking for it right now, um, and not, uh, here it is. Um, It's a very, it's a very, um, hmm. um, that's, here, here's with my uh, mouth open because I can't find it. Let me just go one more place. Um, we had, it's called uh, Recalculating 97 uh, Experts on How to Grow Your Small Business. And one of the reasons you were on was we were so impressed with uh, the quality of your of your co- your company's uh, um, contribution. But okay, uh, I can't find it, so we're, we're going to have to say. Go ahead. I, I was I was about to say I'm I'm not even I'm not sure if you're aware, but Blog Talk Radio is actually a customer of Aventus Systems. No, I did not know that. Yes. So your IT staff has reached out to us. You guys have been a client since 2009. Um, We've sold a variety of hardware to your team um, there to support what you guys do on the air. So Mm. it's understanding, again, if you understand your customer set, and, and for us, our products, when you look at the IT space, we cover so many areas. There's not one vertical that we don't support. So we're in a a unique situation, and we're able to impact those verticals and our clients. And I think when I talk to small business owners, that is my number one caveat is understand your market, understand where your strengths are, and deliver on your commitments. I mean, those are old-school attributes that – any business owner would tell you they need to follow. And we stick to those. Those are our, our core messages within our business. And we're big on, well, at the end of the day, having fun and enjoying what we do. Well, you, you, you've been a wonderful uh, guest. Um, well, our next guest is uh, David Reed, who's, who's uh, on um, 
right now, I believe. David, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? How are you, David? We've been listening to Carl Pearl. He's vice president of Aventus Systems. And uh, I'm going to ask Carl if uh, he wouldn't mind staying on a few more minutes and listening in and commenting, because uh, David Reed is here to talk about how HR managers and small business owners can streamline uh, PTO requests and benefits during the summer months. And I, I know the, the t topics are widely different, but uh, I'd like to, sometimes I like to do this, and Carl seems like the guy, type of guy that can um, really contribute. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, Carl, can you stay on? Yes, I can. Carl? Okay. Yes, David, tell us a little on. bit. Okay. David, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. I am a tech entrepreneur. I have founded a couple of companies. The first one was a company called Elance, which is the big freelance online service. Uh, it's now called Upwork. And then I founded a company called Gupshop, which is a messaging and bots company. If you've heard of bots, you know, chat bots are very trendy uh, these days. Um, and I'm happy to. Uh, David, I don't mean to interrupt you. Can you speak up a little bit? We're having difficulty hearing you. Is this any better? Oh, much better. Okay, awesome. I was just saying that we're using a new, we're using a new high uh, high fidelity system uh, today for the first time uh, for Block Talk Radio. So uh, the, the the quality of your phone has to go up with the quality that they're broadcasting. So please, and I'm sorry to interrupt, okay. but start over. Sure, no problem. I was I was just introducing myself. I am a Silicon Valley based uh, tech entrepreneur. Uh, I previously founded a company called Elance, which was the big freelance online service, uh, now called Upwork. And um, then I founded a company called Gupshop, which is a company focused on messaging and bots. You know, chat bots are in the news these days. Um, so I'd love to talk about both, either or, or in particular about how bots are transforming, you know, small business life. Uh, and it's sort of new technology that's going to make life a lot simpler and better. Ah, okay. Now, 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 talk about what uh, about your company now and what you have to offer. Sure. So, uh, you know, if you if you've been following the the tech press or even the main, mainstream press these days, there's a lot of buzz around chatbots, right? And uh, chatbots are really just uh, software programs uh, that can that can communicate with you through chat messages, right? So, so using Facebook Messenger or Slack or Telegram, you know, these are popular messaging apps, um, you will now or, or you will soon be able to do, you know, HR or ERP or any sort of business activity uh, instead of using a, a, a sort of monolithic system or an enterprise uh, system on the back end. You'd be able to do, you know, all your accounting and HR and payroll and so on just by by chatting through things, uh, and and that's very powerful. It's a game changer because, you know, 
because it's so simple, you, it's just like chatting with a person, but, but instead of a person, you're chatting with a software program. Uh, and because it's simple, you can do it in the moment, right? You could be at Starbucks uh, and you can file your expense report. You could be in the taxi after a meeting and file your meeting report. Uh, you know, you could sort of be on the go and just check your leave balance and, and so on and so forth. So I think it's a complete, it makes it much, much simpler to use. Uh, this will change the way we use computers. Um, you know, previously we used to have websites and apps, and now uh, soon it's all going to be bots. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Well, uh, how did you come up with this idea? So, actually, it's a you know, it's a it's a big trend here in Silicon Valley, and it's not. While we have been one of the pioneers, uh, it's a very broad uh, phenomena. Uh, you know, the first thing is uh, you have uh, Facebook uh, opened up APIs, uh, Slack, Telegram, uh, Skype, and all the other messaging apps. They they opened up APIs enabling businesses. Uh, to connect, uh, you know, developers can now build software programs that can chat through these messaging apps, right? So I think mm -hmm. that was the first big thing. And uh, once that happened, we, you know, my company, GupShop, has been one of the leaders in creating uh, these bots. So we were early to this whole phenomena, and we have been... Um, you know, we've been creating bots for lots of companies. We have a partnership with Cisco. We have a partnership uh, with Sage, a big accounting software company for small businesses, uh, and so on. So, so we've been working with a lot of companies. And you know, it's a it's a whole um, just like in in the mid '90s, where website, you know, web development and website development became a whole new thing. That you know, so much so that every business and every piece of software had to have a website. Um, the the new thing now is that every business, every software is going to have a a bot interface, and this is this is a big trend, and we are one of the leaders sort of driving that trend. Hmm. Uh, so you 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 think this 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 is going to be a, a major change for small business? Yes, I think a major change and a major opportunity, actually, um, because, you know, for different aspects, right? One is uh, how, let's say, their customers communicate with them, right? Um, today, they may have to visit their website or call them, uh, but, with, uh, but once they set up these uh, bots, their customers can just communicate with them through, uh, through Facebook Messenger, which is so much easier, right? These days, everybody is using messaging billions of people worldwide uh, use it's the most popular uh, use of smartphones uh, anyway right so so for customer communication that's very very powerful which means it will directly impact your revenues your sales your customer loyalty and engagement and so on and then for internal activities uh, HR accounting you know payroll and so on it's going to make that simpler as well so that uh, you know, recording your expenses, your income, uh, you know, process compliance, you know, it just makes it easy for all the employees to to manage their their workflows very well. So it's going to be as transformative, as big a deal as the web was, uh, as websites were, you know, back in the mid '90s. Uh, it's going to change 
every business. It's going to change everything, um, and it's going to make it much, much simpler. It's going to be everything's going to be through, you know, website for websites to work. Everything had to be through the browser. For bots to work, everything will be in the messaging app, and you know, mm. you already have the whole world using messaging apps. It's going to be really, really simple, easy, and powerful. Carl, um, are you familiar with this, and do you have any thoughts? I'm not as familiar with uh, the particular product. Um, I know there's some out there similar, but not from a bot to do it through Messenger. So I think it's a very good concept. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your strategy to go to market, um, because I think that's where as a sales executive, that's where my really my impetus is, is is focuses on you know how do we go to market. So if you have a an idea on how you plan on going to market, I heard you say you work with Cisco and Sage today. I would be interested to understand when you look at small business, where is your entry point? Is it sub five? Is it sub one hundred? Is it is it sub fifty maybe employee size? And and then is this something that could make its way into the mid market space? Uh, I don't know that enterprise would have a real play here for you, but I think the to your point earlier, the smaller businesses where people work from home, they work remote. I see this as a huge value add for them. Sure, uh, happy to happy to respond to that. So you know, I think uh, uh, firstly, it's it's. Uh, much more than a product, it's a, it's a broad trend, right? There's multiple companies uh, doing different things uh, to enable this whole thing, right? It's kind of the the analogy I keep drawing is with the with the web website phenomena, right? And you had when the web phenomena happened, you had you know the browser companies and server companies, and you had search engines and portals and so on, right? So in the same way, in the bot ecosystem, as it emerges, uh, you're going to have of course, the mess the big messaging player uh, companies are already very active. You have bot platforms like us uh, enabling people to build bots, and then you have you know directories of bots and other tools that are coming up as well. As far as our go-to-market strategy is concerned, uh, actually, before I come to that, you know, uh, you mentioned something about where it would be applicable. I think uh, you know, just like. Websites were very, very universal, right? It impacted the one-person freelancer uh, as much as it did enterprise communications, you know, where everything moved to the cloud access through websites. I think it's going to be the same thing here where, you know, many, many activities today that we try to do through through apps, mobile apps, right? The problem with mobile apps is uh, people hate to download these apps. Um, it's uh, it takes effort. You have to maintain it. You have to upgrade it every time, and so on. People are just except for the first top dozen apps. Most people don't download that many, right? So so bots are going to be very very powerful, and we see it as a very you know universal thing. Uh, but in terms of go to market, uh, to your question, uh, we we are using different strategies in different places, right? So for example, a large a company like Sage, uh, you know, we we worked with them, helped them build an accounting bot, and now they are offering it to their small business customers, right, including from 1 to 10, 10 to 100, and even sort of slightly larger enterprises. And then our partnership with Cisco, you know, Cisco has a messaging app called Cisco Spark, 
So with them, we're going to go approach large enterprises, right? Some of the largest uh, brands and enterprises out there who all want to kind of streamline their internal workflows and processes uh, through the bot framework. Uh, so we're working, uh, and then, then lastly, we have a self-serve developer platform on our website, uh, gupshop.io, where any developer, any small business can, I mean, if they have the technical capability, they can come in and just build a bot very, very quickly. Our platform is the easiest and fastest way to build advanced bots. So, you know, we are sort of offering a very broad uh, set of uh, strategies, go-to-market strategies, uh, to reach out to a very broad audience. Hmm. Oh, Ruth, uh, Chef, your CEO of Gups, how do you pronounce that? Gups up? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, it's Gupshap, and by, and by the way, it means uh, chit-chat. It means chit-chat in Hindi, so, you know, it just tells you that all the one-word domain names are all gone, and, you know, these days you come up with the newer ones, yeah. <laughs> well, um, oh, I have another guest coming on, because I want to keep you on, but I want to thank Carl Paul, Pearl. He's Vice President of Vent Venta Systems, and I want to thank you for being with us. But before I go, uh, we, uh, Baruf, will you um, tell us, uh, the audience, where they can reach uh, you and your, your company? Sure. So my company website is uh, gupshop.io. That's G-U-P-S-H-U-P uh, dot I-O. And if they want to reach me by email, it's uh, just my first name, Birud, be like boy, E-E-R-U-D at uh, gupshop.io. Uh, and, and Carl, how do people reach your company and you? Uh, so to reach Aventus Systems, the number is 866-528-9313. And the e-com site is Aventus, A-V-E-N-T-I-S, System with an S M E N dot com, and you can reach me via email, Carl with a K at AventusSystems.com. Thank you both, uh, uh, and both of you. I'm going to have both of you back uh, to talk about your products because I have a hunch we're seeing some really new things that uh, our audience really needs. Thank you both for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Hmm. Our, ne our next guest is David Reed. Uh, he's here to talk to us about how uh, HR managers and small business owners can s streamline a heck of a lot. Dave, welcome to the program and thank you for waiting. Thank you, Don. Pleasure to be here. Okay. Dave, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company before we move forward. Sure. Um, East Central is a software company that was born out of the insurance industry. I'm an ex-insurance broker. I've been in the industry for 30 years. I got my start working with a couple large insurance companies in my 20s. This dates me a long time ago. Uh, and ever since then, I've been on the small business side. I was an insurance broker. I worked typically with small businesses between two or three employees and 100 employees most of the time. And as years went by, I was looking for ways to make my job easier. And ultimately, 
I ended up here at East Central making the type of software I wish I would have had when I was a broker myself. Okay. So now you have a product, and tell us about it, what the problems it solves, and what the opportunities it offers. Sure. Um, Our company works with insurance brokers who work with employer groups that are trying to make the job of managing payroll, benefits administration, and human resources easy. And when you work in the small business sector, just to frame it up, for me, we work primarily with companies that have under 100 employees, which you probably know is 98% of the employers in America. There's 6 million of these businesses with 60 million employees. And it's a marketplace that's been very well served by brokers that provide valuable services to these small businesses, but it's been underserved by technology. You've probably gone through it yourself. When you hire an employee, if you are hired, you spend the first day at work filling out insurance forms, payroll forms, um, the process of requesting things like time off. Um, You manage it, but it's done in a manual way, not like it is when you work with a big company. The problem for the small businesses are the solutions that make it easy have never been cost effective for them. They've been far too expensive, and it takes more time to set them up than the time you end up saving. And that's the problem East Central solves. Hmm. Okay. Um, so saying that, what are, what are some of the problems and how do you solve them? Okay. Can you give um, a couple of specific examples? Sure. Today, when, you, when a small business hires an employee, they're typically going to have to have the employee fill out information on paper for what they want with help from their paycheck, you know, the W-4, the I-9, The business owner may have some type of employee policies or they may lack them, and that's a solution East Central provides because you do want to have something like an employee handbook and leave policies. And if you already do have them, the employee has to read through those and sign off on all of those manually. Then comes the process of your benefits, filling out your name and your address and your Social Security number and yourself and all your kids for a medical plan and then a dental plan, maybe life insurance maybe the 401k, and then as the year goes on, if you have any kind of a change, let's say you change addresses, now the employer, the small business owner, has to waste a couple of hours going to every single one of these carriers and either submitting lots of forms or visiting their websites individually and repetitively putting that same information in over and over again. With these central, we're connected to all of these different carriers and resources, so the employee is able to do it in one place, and it's done quick and easy. Hmm. Um, how did you come up with this idea? Um, uh, how, did, uh, how did you decide to uh, name it, etc.? Tell us some details. That's what uh, our audience loves to hear. Got it. Sure. Um, I'm from Minnesota originally, and now I'm in San Francisco, of course, where all the technology companies are, the technology startups. But I was an insurance broker. And when I was in the business, I was fairly young, and I'd go from small business to small business and uh, quote their insurance the old-fashioned paper way. And if the group uh, was working with me and it was time to enroll the group, I'd sit down with employees and do what I explained there earlier is sit down with them and go through form after form after form. And in a small business with 10 or 15 employees or even five or six, it was a time-consuming process. Now, I was trying to write business, too. I mean, I didn't have a lot of friends who owned businesses in my early days. Um, so I had to try to come up with some kind of an advantage. 
And I actually put together the first version of this myself in the Microsoft Access database a little bit in the pre-web days. And uh, it was a tool that I would present to small business owners and say, if you work with me as your insurance broker, the way that I'm going to be able to manage and quote and enroll your benefits with your employees is going to save them a ton of time, which means it's going to save you time. Because instead of one of your employees, say, taking an hour, an hour and a half to go through this process, it's only going to take 10 or 15 minutes. Eventually, the Internet came out, and we were able to build a cloud version of this application. And the name, eCentral, it's all about creating a software program that is easy to use, both for the employee and the insurance broker that services those small businesses. So it's easy for them to now use that same kind of technology I, I started myself uh, with their employer groups. Hmm. I'm always amazed at um, uh, how uh, people get started. How, how long have you been doing it, and um, who uh, do you have a target audience? We do. Um, our target audience is insurance brokers, and we're nationwide. Uh, today we're active in 23 states. We spill into some others a little bit. Our primary basis, though, because we're a relatively new company, is where we started in Minnesota and then where we most recently expanded in California. East Central began as it is now in 2011 in Minnesota. In 2012, we moved the home base to Las Vegas. And then in 1-1 of January 15th, we were fortunate enough to be uh, venture funded in, in 2015, and we moved our offices to San Francisco where we could scale the company. We started with a good idea, and now we're in the process of scaling. Uh, to put it into perspective, um, in September of last year, we released the new version of our product. And since September, our brokers that use our software have added over 20,000 employer groups to our platform with over 300,000 employees. Uh, in the month of July, they added over 1,800 new employers with over 30,000 employees alone. So. I'm proud of the team, and as we're growing it, and what I like the best is that um, we've shown that you can make a piece of software for an industry. Incidentally, insurance brokers, their average age is 55 years old, and they're dealing with an audience today that, you know, a millennial workforce represents about a third and growing of the workforce out there. And one of the things that I think is pretty cool is that we're able to provide a technology solution for this traditional brokerage distribution network. They're able to use it, they embrace it, they like it, and they're able to roll it out very effectively as the number shows to their uh, customers directly. Hmm. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Well, uh, something said, how do you help uh, handle uh, I know it's almost, summer's almost over, but how do you uh, help handle the summertime changes? Um, well, when you say summertime changes, are you talking about employees who say have their kids out of school and they're juggling PTO and time off or employers that are maybe more seasonal in nature and hire people in the summer or let people go in the summertime? Or vice versa. Um, yeah. uh, my, my, uh, I'm always amazed when I see about these ski resorts, et cetera, that the, the, apparently they have uh, uh, floating um, uh, workforces that move from continent to continent. Um, yes. So, uh, uh, That's, you, you, you know what, you, you hit on an interesting area because 
you know, you, a ski resort's an example. One of our offices happens to be in Las Vegas, and they're, they're the reverse. In the summer, all of the casinos, because of the pools, have tons of employees that they let go and they float around to some other location to work uh, during the wintertime. Um, one of the areas, I mean, there's a lot of avenues with this, but one of the things that's great about a technology tool is that with the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare, uh, starting last year for employer groups with over 50 employees, they have reporting requirements to show that employees um, were offered affordable health care coverage through the entire year or they face penalties. And you and I, as individuals, we have an obligation on our tax returns now to prove that we've had coverage enforced that meets the Obamacare requirement through the course of the year. Now, you can imagine for an employer that has seasonal employees coming on and off at high turnover, the month-by-month reporting requirements can be fairly cumbersome. And that's just one example of how these software solutions like an eCentral help businesses make these tasks easier. As I said earlier, the areas that we address are payroll, human resources, and employee benefits. And in this case, having a single system where you're able to track your employees' hours, their compensation levels, and the benefits that they've chosen, those are the exact items that you're required to report on on a month-by-month basis. And our product through an easy dashboard makes it super simple for employers to comply with those new government regulations. Hmm. Well, well, I'm glad I brought it up. Uh, It's interesting. uh, so Obamacare, in effect, has really helped you. Um, you know, I, it's it's created a job for uh, for for people who have to deal with these reporting requirements. So in that sense, it has helped us. Um, I remember, I'm a small business, and we're we're a startup. So anytime the government or the marketplace wants to shake things up a little bit, those of us in the speedboats have opportunities. Very, very much so. Um, oh, oh, as we're drawing to close, we have one more guest. Um, what are the three things you've learned that you'd pass on to small business uh, leaders, if you had to? Um, one is think long term. Things don't happen overnight. Two, keep your eye on the prize because along the way, there's plenty of things that can distract you. You started the mission for a reason. You believed in it. Stick to it. Your intuition, if you're cut out to be a small business person, is probably right. And number three, as you grow, think ahead on how you manage the logistics of business instead of trying to look at it in the review mirror. It's not the kiss of death, but every time I've adopted a new tool that helps me run my business more efficiently, or let's say I want to tighten up on how we um, manage cash flow, manage the books, or whatever it is. Because when you're a one-person show, you just it's one pocket versus the other pocket. And as you grow, you tend to say, "Gosh, I wish I would have done this earlier." So I think you know, plan ahead instead of looking in the back as far as the logistics of running your own business. Those would be three tidbits I'd draw. Up. Well, that's enough. Uh, your website again, and. Um... Uh, how people can reach you? Uh, website is Ease Central, E-A-S-E, as an easy, and then Central, eCentral.com. Website's the best way to reach us. Shows what our product's all about. 
works for any employer. Uh, while we distribute primarily through insurance brokers, if you're a small business yourself and you want to get rid of the paperwork, we can help you out. Oh, oh really? Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed having you uh, on the program today. And uh, we're going to ask you back next year to tell us how things are going. Thank you. I'd love it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Don. Have a great day. Our next guest who's been very patiently listening uh, to this program uh, runs Simple Mill, Mills, a new almond-flavored cracker collection and a lot of other things. Caitlin, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, I'm again, I'm sorry for the little bit of a mix-up, but um, uh, I'm just looking at your... Um, uh, uh, your SKUs, ground salt, rosemary, and sea salt. Uh, you have, uh, uh, before we do anything else, tell us a little bit about yourself personally, then we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, your products. Definitely. Um, so I am, I'm pretty young. I'm about uh, 28 years old. And uh, about four years ago, I started this company. Um, I started Simple Mills because I had uh, I had cleaned up my diet and taken out a lot of the processed food, a lot of the uh, sugar, and it made a really big difference for me. So my joint pain went away. I had loads more energy. I stopped getting sick. My seasonal allergies went away. It was all of these things that I thought were, were just part of living or part of getting older or I was supposed to go to the doctor and get a pill for, um, and they went away. And so I wanted to make it a lot easier for people to make simple ingredient, um, real food without, um, without all of the processed junk that's in a lot of the food that we eat, uh, but still keeping the food very um, convenient and also delicious. Well, the name of your company is Simple Mills, Mills but do you provide cake mixes? The mixes? Uh, what, what do you provide? So we make we make several things. So we make uh, baking mixes and we make crackers. Uh, so everything is made out of just very simple ingredients that you can pronounce. So um, our baking mixes, for example, are made out of um, fine ground almonds, um, coconut sugar, um, baking soda, sea salt, all things that you would be familiar with. Um, and then our crackers are made out of um, out of things like almond flour and flax seeds and sunflower seeds. Um, so while they're made with really um, nutritious food, they actually also taste really good. So they have the traditional flavor and texture of wheat crackers, um, which is something that's pretty pretty unique for our brand to be able to, to create something that tastes delicious but also um, works really hard for your body. Well, you've mentioned a lot of ingredients. But what makes your product so different from from the ordinary things we buy in the in the in the store, like uh, cake mixes, et cetera? Yeah. So when you typically look at a cake mix um, or or just about any baking mix, you're going to find that sugar is the number one ingredient. Um, you'll also find that it's a lot of carbohydrates, um, which don't tend to to do very much for your body, other than um, actually just elevate your blood sugar, um, your body pretty quickly um, converts those simple carbs into sugar. So it's really just a huge sugar bomb for your body. And you feel like taking a nap an hour later. 
Um, instead of working with those ingredients, our products are actually, um, they have half the sugar and half the carbs of the other baking mixes. Um, and so you feel great after eating them. You feel um, kind of powered and ready to go and, um, and accomplish something or, or the next thing that you're working on. <laughs> but what, what made you decide to open a, a flower company? So it was really, it was really the passion for, um, for realizing the food that, the impact that food has on your body, uh, and wanting to make it a lot easier for people to eat simple ingredient real food. Uh, because my thought was, okay, so if, um, if people were eating more simple ingredient real food, then they would feel a lot better. They would accomplish different things with their lives. Um, they would have more energy to do, to pursue their passions and do the things that they care about. Um, which could have um, a pretty positive impact on the world. Uh, and so that's really what got me going in the first place. But how did you manage, uh, how did you manage, uh, okay, what did you do before this? Uh, before this, I worked for Deloitte Consulting and Strategy and Operations. Um, so I traveled four days a week. I worked with a bunch of different clients and everything from healthcare to financial services to consumer packaged goods. Um, so really just looking at a bunch of different problems and trying to help clients solve those. Okay. But, but, but you know, uh, where are you? First off, where are you located? Uh, we're based in Chicago, Illinois. But and where do you uh, uh, mill your products? Uh, so we manufacture all of our products in the U.S. Um, they're they're manufactured at a couple different locations across the U.S. based on the product line. Um, we actually uh -huh. work with um, what's called co-manufacturers. Um, to help mm -hmm. us manufacture uh, our um, our products, um, so we give them mm -hmm. very specific specifications. We purchase all of the ingredients, um, and then, for example, they'll bake our crackers or they'll mix together, blend our flour. Well, um, we saw you at the fancy food show and thought you uh, you had a terrific product. Um, but had, now, having an idea and having the product, how did you get it into the various stores? Because I know you've been building a, a really great uh, reputation. Yeah, um, it's it's not always been easy. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work. And I think um, in talking about like my advice for, for other entrepreneurs, you are your number one salesperson in the company. Um, and so it's taken a lot of time um, from me on the road of going and visiting buyers, trying to guess buyers' email addresses, um, calling, kind of doing cold calling and trying to get people to pick up our products. Um, today it's a lot, a lot easier because the products are sold in about 5,000 stores around the country. Uh, but when we were just starting out, like I would call every single individual store and say, hey, I have this product, give them a pitch on the product. And then send them samples and then call them and follow up a, a couple weeks later. Um, it's, it's just a lot of hustling, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, it, it does. We know that. But people seem to think that uh, if you have a product, people will, will come. But that's not necessarily the case. It's such a fallacy. I mean, it was one of the things that I thought when, um, when I started the company. So it started out with the 
um, with the baking mixes, which are based in almond flour. And almond flour actually was the number one at that time. Um, it was the number one best-selling skew in Whole Foods, period, and um, in Whole Foods grocery. And so there's a lot of people searching for products made out of almond flour. And so I just thought, you know, if I just put this out on the internet, um, then, oh my goodness, people are going to knock down my door. But it's just, um, it takes a lot of hard work to, um, to get in front of consumers and to let them know that an option exists and um, to capture them at the right point in the sales cycle. Um, I, I think you're, you're spot on there. Oh, did you find, hook up finally with a broker or the, the, did you have to do a lot of the groundwork yourself? We, we do use a broker now um, to help us secure some of the meetings in front of buyers. Um, so that is super helpful if you get, um, if you get a good broker to work with. Um, but you have to make sure that it's a good partner and somebody who, who really has your best interests at heart um, so that they're really working hard for you. Um, you know, I, I've heard horror stories of people hiring brokers that say they're going to accomplish all these things and then, um, and then they don't. We've, we've been fortunate that that hasn't been the case for us, um, but they can be a really helpful resource if they're, if they're the right people. Mm -hmm. well, what are the three things you've learned uh, and that you'd like to pass on to our audience? You know, I think that it, um, I think it changes at different points in the business. Um, the first thing that I would say is, when you start hiring people, hire a really amazing team, and it's um, it's okay to wait for the right people. Um, I actually like to draw the comparison between those first employees and and almost like somebody that you would marry. It's um, it's really difficult to find the right people. Um, they're not going to be the people, the first people that you interview. Um, but waiting for the right people, those people are going to make all the difference in your business and they make it so that you can focus on the right things in your business. Um, the second thing that I would say, which, which I mentioned previously is that, um, that hustle, um, you are the number one salesperson in your company. Um, and so even if it's not something that you love doing, it's your job. Um, it's, it's what you have to be doing, especially in the early days. Uh, I'm an introvert um, and would probably much prefer not to cold call somebody, uh, but that's how you get that first traction. And then uh, the third thing that I would say is, um, is that traction builds more traction. Uh, and so everything that you can do to get into more stores or, or kind of whatever the equivalent is for your business, um, or everything that you can do to grow your business faster, um, gets more people interested in your business, uh, whether it's people that can help you out with the business, employees, um, people who would buy your product. It, it just garners so much more attention that way, um, which then builds more traction for your business. And so it's important to, to get things moving quickly versus um, just slowly drumming along. Well, um uh, is the company yours or do you have other partners? Uh, we have other investors and, um, and our employees also have, um, have equity in the company. Hmm. And, and the, the, uh, the, your website again and how people could reach you. Yeah. So, um, so our website is, uh, simplemills.com. So that's spelled, uh, simple S I M P L E. 
and then Mills, M-I-L-L-S. Um, you can find our products uh, in stores, in Target, Whole Foods, um, natural groceries like Vitamin Cottage, Wegmans, Albertsons, Safeway, um, Rayleigh's, Wegmans, um, stores across the country. Um, and if you can't find it in a store near you, you can also find us on Amazon.com. Well, um, a question. Uh, under what uh, brand labels do you sell? Is it – what's your it's brand label? It's just a Simple Mills brand name. It's just a Simple okay. Mills brand name. All right. Uh, Caitlin, thank you for your patience and for being with us. Uh, uh, we're all in, encouraging the small businesses like yours. How many employees do you have now? Uh, 13 employees now. Oh, that really sounds great. Uh, um, anything else you'd like to say to our audience? No, I think that's it. Just um, just good luck if this is something that you're passionate about. It's, um, I, I think it's the greatest job in the world. <laughs> that's, that's the note to end this program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture.